This is the podcast that rocked for October 18th, 2023. My name is Luke, host of the YouTube channel Rocks. We cover everything in rock, alternative metal, indie punk, industrial, and everything in between. Interesting news that dropped this week, as there is at least one drummer who really, really hates tipping. Rather, merch tipping to be exact. Broke a few days ago that the drummer for Tesseract went on a big rant out of nowhere, truly provoked by nothing but his own rage, that he's kind of fed up with how much money merch managers, people working merch gigs, things like that, all the money they're making on tour. I cannot sum up well enough, so I'm just gonna read the quote word for word and sit down, it's a long one, as he had to copy pictures of his text to upload that because it was just too much for him to handle. Jay, the drummer from Tesseract says, on this US tour, we've discovered an imbalance that I wish to shed light on. As a touring musician, we put a huge amount of energy into bringing our music to our fans. It's our pleasure and it's our passion, but believe me when I say it costs us everything to do this. Touring at our level breaks even. Everything goes towards production, crew, and travel costs. When you purchase merch from a band at a US show and leave a tip, as is customary, you're not tipping the band, the tip goes to the merch seller. From speaking with fans, we know some of you thought you were tipping the band. Firstly, thank you. Secondly, we apologize that your tip hasn't reached us. We didn't have vision of the system culture until now. From speaking to peers, we have discovered that some merch sellers are generating in excess of $30,000 in tips over the course of a five to six week tour, which is insane. No one else on a tour at our level makes anything close to this. The band members certainly do not. The other crew members are on agreed fees nowhere close to this. We understand that in the US service industry, tipping culture is normal. It brings low paid jobs up to a hopefully livable level. The job we're hiring though is not a low paid job. While it goes against the grain, our suggestion is that all tips taken at the merch desk should be shared across the entourage, band and crew. We're all here working hard all day to bring the show to you. It seems unfair for one person to own the monopoly on tips for the entire package. While it's too late to make this change mid-tour, we have set up a digital tip jar that will be shared between the band and crew at the end of the tour. Scan the tip the band QR code at our merch desk if you'd like to tip to reach all of us. As always, thank you for your continued support. We can't wait to see you out there. That was again from Jay of Tesseract, and the response went exactly how you thought it would. He was not just roasted, he was roasted and then dragged across the internet. Sweet mercy. I have a lot of thoughts. It's worth pointing out now that the band Tesseract has made their own statement, like a group statement after this, to re-clarify everything. And, and you know, I think that's fair. By the way, Jay from Tesseract has uh, disabled all comments on this post after the feedback. Two days ago, Tesseract, the actual band's social media, posted this. Hi guys, we would like to talk about Jay's recent post to clarify the situation. We have not and will not be taking a cut of merch seller tips and would never wish to. As a band, we do not expect tips at shows. However, we have had a number of generous fans donating tips at the merch desk, believing that they are or are in part reaching the band and touring party. We had set up a small donation QR code for the touring party, but regrettably this has caused confusion and this has been removed. Please know that tipping at the merch stand is a means to support the merch seller as is customary. Merch sellers are working hard as are the band and crew and whether they tour with us or join us locally, they are an extremely valued member of our team. We are not a part of the US tipping culture and are in no position to challenge this, but we are a transparent bunch of people and will always shed a light on issues that arise. We thank you for your continued support as always. Tesseract. So the band now has tried to, you know, kind of smooth things over a little bit. Understandably, there's an old joke, don't let the drummer do interviews, but you can't really say anything about that because, you know, it wasn't an interview. He just went on social media and started getting enraged about merch money, <laughs> merch tips, not even merch money. As a result, Jay also posted this same thing on his social media just separately, which, which you know is probably for the best. He left comments on on that one. Now, 
my thoughts echo many other people's thoughts that have been shared in the media circuit, other bands and touring professionals really not agreeing with this. First of all, $30,000 for one merch manager, huh? Introduce me to them. I want to know their secrets. I want to know how they're doing so well in five to six weeks. I don't mean that as a joke either. I want to know their business strategy. I want to know what they're selling, how they're approaching it. Is there a secret? Tell me. Second, why wouldn't they be approaching this $30,000 a five to six week manager would actually have? Wouldn't they want to get in on, hey, how can we get in on this? How can we help? How can we all benefit from this? Instead, you had Jay on stage drumming while glaring at the merch booth, just seething as people dropped dollar bills into a tip jar, grumbling. Should be my money. Should be. I can't believe it. I make money. And then you had to go talk about how we understand tipping culture in the U.S., but we're not a part of that. Well, then why did you make a QR code for people to tip you in the f- after that? Ugh. Everything about this was handled so poorly, and I can't even see it was a knee-jerk reaction, because this clearly took time to post all this and to make a QR code, because out of not just jealousy, but biblical coveting that you wanted some of the merch tip money. And no, I do not think Tesseract is selling enough merch at the merch table for a merch manager to be making $30,000 profit or revenue in that fact. But regardless, do I think the Eras tour made $30,000 in a five to six week span profit for that tour merch manager? Sure. That's an outlier. I just can't see that being an issue with Tesseract though. However, if this was his problem, as it clearly was, and he's still that focused and that angry about someone not getting a cut, making too much money on tips, who's on the road with them, why would you want to work with that person again in the first place? Can you imagine people going to be lining up to do merch for Tesseract now? No. When you have a drummer who's actively bitter and trying to sabotage you? Ugh. And it's good Tesseract posted all this, and I'm sure eventually it'll blow over, but I've never seen such a such a harsh and weird take looking over and being obsessed with how much tips a merch seller is making. Also, if a merch seller is great at their job, that probably means they're selling your merch in a roundabout way, making you more money. Wouldn't you be happy that they're getting something out of it too? I've never seen, and I'm sure it's happened before, but I've never seen, and it's pretty rare, when you see someone only tip at the merch stand and nothing else, they don't buy anything. Eh, I'm not gonna buy anything, but have a dollar anyway. Pretty rare, especially at venues, at true music venues and clubs. Tesseract's not packing in the amphitheaters in the United States. That's not a knock on Tesseract. I like Tesseract's music, but let's be honest, they're not putting the big stadium tours here. I can't imagine someone on tour with Tesseract that's selling merch is making enough money to buy a car after five to six weeks. Everything is just such an awful, chaotic mess about this. There's so many other things. If you don't like tipping culture, that's fine, but keep in mind, one way to not go about it is uh, complaining that people are getting too good of tips and you want some so that way you want to make your own code so you get the tips also. Even if that was your own thing, you could have just put a digital thing on there saying, hey, if you want to tip the whole crew, do it there without throwing your merch manager under the bus. Ugh. (laughs) I hope there's a lesson to be learned on all parties on this. And one lesson should definitely be, if someone is really doing well on a tour, so well in fact, that you're jealous of it, honey over vinegar, you know? Be nice to them and see what you can do to learn from that and apply it to your own life. Not be mean and bitter 
and just truly jealous to the point of insanity because you're going to get dragged everywhere. And this is one of the few times where social media was right to drag someone. Goodness. In ghost news, it looks like Poppy Emeritus IV may have played his final show. Rather, Tobias Forge has donned the Poppy Emeritus IV cloak, wig, and face paint for that style. Last two albums have been done, the two albums proper, Impera and Prickel, as Papa IV before Cardinal Copia. It looks like there might be a new one on tour because it has been a few years now. Poppy Emeritus said at a live show, it's been a big night in so many ways. I'm going to let you accompany me. You can stay where you are and I'm going to go have a little bit of drink over here. I know a lot of people are expecting some sort of explosion, implosion, a miracle where I just disappear in a favor of a succession. I'm going to take this ice cube and I'm going to put it down my pants. I usually don't do that, but that is to make me feel a little bit better because now I'm focusing on that and not you. Just in case you thought I was pissing myself, which I'm sure would have been the great finale, but you know what? This finale, it's just going to be my last show. I'm going to do my best to deliver that show to you. And that would just have to be enough, okay? Final words from Papa Emeritus IV. Will we get a new Papa Emeritus again? Will we get a whole different version of the leader of Ghost? Time will tell, but one thing's for sure, Tobias Forge knows how to leave people guessing. In Tool news, if you are a die-hard physical media collector and a die-hard Tool fan and have at least $500 to blow, not including concert tickets, you can get a $500 deluxe CD reissue of Undertow limited to 7,000 signed copies that is only available on tour. That's why I said you need $500 on top of a concert ticket to get in. This is supposed to be a massive CD reissue with tons of new and exclusive artwork, photo booklet, lenticular postcards size image and a commemorative coin sculptured by Vehan Bego. I'm probably mispronouncing that. Justin Chancellor did an unboxing video of Undertow, which is interesting because he was not in the band when Undertow was released, but that's besides the point. It looks like a pretty cool project. It looks like a really nice design. Tool always goes all out for these big reissues and things like that. $500 for a CD set though. So if you're a really big Tool fan, they will be on available for the 2023 and 2024 tours later this year and at the very beginning of next year in the US while supplies remain. Meaning that if you buy a concert ticket for the end of the tour, you might be out of luck if you had the money just because all 7,000 might be snatched up. However, that is a pretty good number, 7,000. It's possible you might still get one as, oh, I don't know, 99% of Tool fans probably can't afford a $500 CD set for Undertow. That's just me, however. What do you guys think? Undertow is a fantastic album. I don't know if I could really throw down $500 for it. However, that upcoming tour in January and February with Elder looks awesome. Let me know what you guys think. If you would spend $500 on an undertow reissue with extra artwork. Speaking of new tours in 2024, cool news if you're in Australia, New Zealand, or Japan because Iron Maiden announced a 10-tour date leg for the Future Pass Tour 2024. This will take place starting in September, heading out to Australia, going to New Zealand, and then ending in Japan all through the month of September. September 1st, 2024, all the way to September 2028. Big, huge tour. At least five dates in Australia, one in New Zealand, four in Japan. So if you're in that part of the world, definitely a show to see. Or if you're wanting to travel, you can check out Iron Maiden. I think that's awesome. Killswitch Engage will be opening for a lot of the shows in Australia and New Zealand as well. So if you're into Killswitch Engage, that's pretty cool because you get that opening for Iron Maiden. Awesome gig. Glad to see Iron Maiden is still putting out the effort in shows. I've still yet to see them live. That's one of the biggest ones on my bucket list. I hope I'll get to see them soon somehow, some way. 
Finally, in more idiot news, Roddy Radke is once again triggered by discussion of pronouns, American freedoms, and anything LGBTQ. Unfortunately, Roddy Radke has been making an idiot out of himself over a lot of different things and specifically trigger words, such as, you know, how do I want to put this politely? Anything that would expose Ronnie Radke as transphobic, which he apparently is, those are the words that upset him the most. If you talk about pronouns, he goes into a rage. He's been starting to say something like this and replying to people calling him from out for being transphobic. It all started when Roddy Radke was posting the different things about how individual artists are starting to take form and popularity over bands, at least in the more recent area. Sleep Token, Bad Omens, Jairus Johnson, those are some of the acts he referenced. Jairus Johnson replied, you forgot yourself. In a nice way, he meant that as a positive way, Many fans responded saying, don't support Ronnie Radke, he's transphobic. Keep in mind, Ronnie Radke less than a week ago said, motionless and white is just breaking Benjamin for trans people. And then saying many other awful things about mental illness for trans people, as well as saying, if you identify as something, that doesn't mean you get everything. Radke then implying, if I declare myself black, can I have reparations? Yes, these are all things Radke has said. And no, I do not support any of it. Keep in mind, Ronnie Radke has a lot of issues that he's openly talked about. He talks about therapy, but for every time he talks about that there's at least a dozen more a dozen more threats with physical connotation and many other transphobic things that are being said from him his argument about how this is america you should be allowed you should be grateful you're allowed to even talk like this however he's upset when anyone talks back to him we would like to reiterate that we do not support ronnie radke or falling in reverse for anything because mercy it's rough he doesn't know any better oh wait yes he does he's older than i am by several years and he definitely knows right from wrong and continuously chooses wrong I end with this quote from Mr. Radke on October 15th. If you go to any other country in the world and try to tell someone your pronouns, Mexico, for example, they looked at you like you're an idiot. I, for one, know that's factually not true because most countries in the world through Europe, Asia, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, United States, many in South America, they also have the same existing people that are LGBTQ and trans and have pronouns assigned if they choose to. So, Ronnie Radke swinging for the cheap seats, letting go of the bat, and the bat hits someone in the crowd. That'll be all for this week's The Podcast That Rocked. Big thanks to Chris Stoneman, Brandon Bruce, Dom Noble, and Mars Hunter. You can get early access to videos, weekly new music plays, and a lot more by supporting Rocked on Patreon or through a YouTube membership. Keep in mind, 2 or $3 to the channel goes a long way, and you'll be supporting the Good Boy and Girl Fund. That being, feeding my pets with treats. I have Pearl right here by the microphone and is a very good boy. <laughs>